You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Daryl, always great to see you. As we think back on the achievements of what you and your teammates did in Dallas, how would you compare your Cowboy dynasty to the current run of the Patriots? Certainly a longer sustained period of excellence for New England. We set the trend. We were the first to win three Super Bowls in four years. They're just trying to copy. He said, "There we go. They're emulating." <laughs> no, I, I am. I am so impressed by what they've been able to do. Um, and, and we talk about dynasties going through, you know, kind of a decade, uh, a period of time. And you know, '60s, it's the Packers. I think the '70s is a fun decade to have a debate about. Steelers, uh, Cowboys, great rivalry. The undefeated Miami Dolphins with some Super Bowls early. The '80s is the Niners. The 90s is us early on. The, the, the Broncos do back-to-back in the late 90s. And then we get to 2000. From 2000 to 2010, it's the Patriots. And from 2011 till now, it's the Patriots again. So they're doing these things in an era where the business side of the game was supposed to prohibit it. You know, they talk to fans. And we, we don't really like the dynasty. We don't like the same teams in the playoff all the time. We'd love to see an opportunity for other teams to be able to make that jump a little bit quicker. So... Uh, what they're doing is, is something that's not supposed to be easily done during this time. And, and Tom Brady is the constant. You know, he's the guy that all the changes have circulated around him. And you go back to the Corey Dillon and the defensive mantra, you know, early on in his career to the to the Wes Welker evolution of that position. And then the, the pairing with him and, and Randy Moss on the outside. They brought back the double tight end with Gronkowski and Hernandez. Now they're into the, the, the running back by committee thing. So. It's like Bill Belichick every year looks at his roster, looks at his personnel and says, all right, what is the best way for us to win a championship? Because this is what we're working with. And he comes up with the best way to do that every year. It doesn't seem like he stays with the same thing year to year and tries to find guys to fit that as much as he looks at who he ends up with and then evolves from that point. Let's give it the proper introduction. I used to love hearing it all the time. It it was phenomenal. And in the time in which yourself, Novacek, Emmett, uh, you also had, obviously, Michael Irvin on the outside and Troy, who's my favorite. Rick Neuheisel ended up coaching me, so he started yeah. telling me a lot of things about him uh, to help me evolve my game when I was at Colorado in my senior year. But when you talk about dynasties, you guys had a run-stop defense. You had a run-pass defense. That was, I mean, a, a pass-stop defense type of type of thing. Uh, and offensively, you guys were all over the place with what you were capable of doing. Things have kind of changed in a sense of how these guys in New England do it. When you talk about Dynasty, how great is this what they're doing? Because he's had, what, maybe 15 receivers over his time as a a quarterback on this team? That's the biggest thing, how he's the constant and everything has revolved around him. And, you know, you did this conversation with people, the greatest of all time. And at the quarterback position, if if the greatest of all time is measured by championships, you know, last year Tom kind of passes, you know, Montana and Bradshaw, the guys that everybody would always kind of hold on to. Uh, But if you go back in history, I had, you know, if you, Rick Oslin is a friend of mine down in Dallas. He's on the Hall of Fame committee, and, and he's God, he's such a great historian of the game. And he says, well, if that's true, then Otto Graham is still the leader in the clubhouse Cordell, because right. he, he has eight championships in 10 seasons. So they're not Super Bowl championships, but they're still NFL championships. So, uh, it, you know, it, it all depends on how we look at things. But but Tom's greatness, in, in my opinion, and, and a lot of people will say this now, this is something else is coming up. Tom was able to play his career through the modern era of protection for the quarterback, where a yeah. lot of these guys played during 
considering the area where they were playing hurt in the fourth quarter. They were playing hurt in the second half of the season. Uh, you know, the, the quarterbacks are taken care of now, so it's kind of hard to go back through eras. Uh, but but what Tom's been able to do uh, really puts him in that discussion, in, in my opinion, of the greatest of all time. The greatest of all time modern, uh, and then we'll, we'll talk about the greatest of all time as you go back into the deep history of the game. And so. we've used the phrase most accomplished as well mm-hmm. to acknowledge those championships. Sure. And you're right, Otto Graham with the All-American Football Conference mm-hmm. and the different permutations of the big word edition of the show. Chatting with our friend Daryl Moose Johnson, joining us on behalf of Liberty Tax. You call primarily NFC games on Fox, some crossover opportunities, so you know that conference very well. When Carson Wentz went down with the torn ACL on that Sunday in Southern California, did you think the Eagles season was over? I didn't think it was over. Um, they had taken some other injuries during the course of the year and had been able to weather the storm. But when you talk about an injury to the quarterback position, especially a guy who a lot of people were talking about as a league MVP at that point, uh, you, you wondered you know, how, how they were going to be able to, to manage this one. I, I did not think they were going to make it through the playoffs. I, I really didn't. I really, To me, the Rams were the team that I was concerned about. I thought they were the most complete team. Uh, I thought Todd Gurley was a difference maker. Uh, you know, Jared Goff is that guy now that has a lot of people around him and is utilizing those assets. Uh, the, the defense of the Rams uh, is, is very underrated, in my opinion. Uh, they shored up a lot of the issues during the course of the season. They had great special teams. Uh, I just thought that they, in all three phases, they were a tough team. So when Atlanta goes out and handles them, I immediately shifted to Atlanta. And then when I saw the Eagles beat the Falcons in the divisional game, that kind of got me back on track of, wow, I, I, maybe maybe we didn't give these guys enough credit of what's around the quarterback position in Philadelphia. Maybe they're as complete as the L.A. Rams were. And, and if you look at them, there's a, there's potential there. You know, their, their offensive line is still very effective without Jason Peters. Uh, defensively, I think the guys that they have fit into the scheme that Jim Schwartz runs very well, uh, they can get pressure with four. Uh, they don't have to blitz. And then when you look at special teams, we talked about the Rams and what they did. They were one of the teams that blocked five kicks this year. The other one was the Eagles. So special teams could play a role in this thing. So, uh, you know, I, I did count them out. I really didn't think they were going to be able to navigate through the players that, or the teams that we had in the NFC, but they uh, they pulled it off. You had an opportunity behind Troy to play to have a, a good quarterback to come in and fill in, and Jason Garrett uh, maybe not had a chance to to go this far because of course, of course Troy would come back in and, and do his thing. But now you have Nick Foles actually playing the style of football you need him to play at this point in time of the year to where it can be something that's respectable when going into this Super Bowl, especially against this juggernaut and this football team. When you've watched him evolve over the past couple weeks playing against Atlanta in the style in which he did. Dinkin and Duncan mm-hmm. hitting the backs in the backfield, yep. out of the backfield, similar to what New England did against Atlanta uh, in that Super Bowl with James White, to all of a sudden going vertical. I mean, two totally different type systems for this backup quarterback, yeah. and he's done it without turning the football over. How much hope or, or opportunity does this team truly have with Nick Foles as a quarterback? Let's not forget that a couple seasons ago, Nick Foles threw up the third highest quarterback rating in NFL history for oh, a yeah. season. Mm-hmm. It, it won 16 points something, that 27-2 and two, uh, you know, season he had. He's on a roll right now, and, and what you kind of look at it is you know, the two Super Bowl losses that New England has had have both come at the hands of Eli Manning. And, and they were not a dominant team coming into the playoff picture. Uh, Eli got on a roll. 
and Eli played fantastic through the playoffs. Is Nick Foles on one of those types of roles? And you mentioned the deep balls in the game against Minnesota. A lot of those were adjustments. Those weren't double moves. No, those were those were ad lib on the mm-hmm. on the that 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 was the thing that was impressive to me. Uh, you know, the Alshon Jeffrey one over the top uh, was an adjustment. He sees him stepping up in the pocket and he just breaks deep and it's red and it's felt. And, and he and, bought time. Yes, that was the yes. most impressive part. Is he bought time, pulled the ball into his body and readjusted himself and put it on the point like yeah. as if it was with time. that with that Minnesota front all yeah. around you a very yeah. dominant front the throw to Torrey Smith at the end of the half perfect. was fantastic yeah. and that that's what I think is the most important thing I think Doug Peterson has to keep that drive at the end of the first half in mind during the course of this game that you can never let off the gas against New England I, I think a lot of people hey let's run a draw let's run a screen let's see what happens maybe we get a field goal opportunity out of this there, there seemed to be a mentality to go down the field and score a touchdown be at aggressive. that time against a very good defense and have Doug to be was, aggressive and Doug was yes. NFC title game. Finally, April 15th coming up, our favorite day next to Super Bowl Sunday. What do we need to know about Liberty Tax? Well, we need to know that we don't want to wait until April 15th to do this. So we, we actually did a campaign shortly after Thanksgiving and tried to get people, you know, thinking about filing their taxes early, putting themselves in a position to get the early refund on January 6th. Uh, that worked. So we're back at it here at Super Bowl and we're doing it again. Uh, we're incentivizing with a double or something campaign. And, and what's going to happen here is if you file your taxes uh, at Liberty Tax, uh, Liberty Tax is going to ask you to send out a tweet with the hashtag Liberty Tax Double and tell us how you would spend your refund if Liberty Tax doubled it up to $2,500 or if they made your payment with the money that you owed the government up to $2,500. So just send out a tweet with the hashtag Liberty Tax Double after you file your taxes with Liberty Tax and that will make you eligible for the contest to get the uh, the $2,500 doubled refund or the money that you would owe to the government and uh, we're going to pick two winners and the great thing about it is Ed Bruno who's here with us the CEO of Liberty Tax West Point grad military background he did this when we did it in November he has a great military charity tie-in so every time you send out that, t- that tweet with the hashtag Liberty Tax Double it's going to trigger a donation for the USO and we're going to raise some funds for the men and women who did a great job uh, is our military personnel travel across the country. Truly a win-win. Always Absolutely. good to see you. Congratulations on Fox Sports locking up Thursday night Thursday football night. for the next yeah. five years. Thank you, Moose. Thank you. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.